Hello. Hello and welcome to the Alternative Twats podcast. So called because we're alternative. <laughs> and and <laughs> it has been three weeks. It has been three weeks. So I am joined by the baddest bitch in the West, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose I am joined by <clears throat> the loveliest ladies man in London. Oh, I love that. And I have a great. Uh, just well, I, I just want to say you failed on the introduction because I am the loveliest ladies man in London. But what's my name? Oh, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Trying to make it accessible to new listeners. <laughs> it's just not working. <laughs> well, I mean, you got an introduction, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was a very nice introduction. I do Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, it's been three weeks. And we're very sorry about weeks. that. We did it again. We still haven't given you the bonus episode from last time we did this. <laughs> but. But we haven't had a lot of demand for it, to be fair. Like, no one's been like, where's the bonus episode, you know? Mm, true. So. so, yeah, maybe you need to hassle us a bit more. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we did delay it for a good reason. One, we were just really fucking busy. But two... Sorry, we... sorry, sorry, sorry. You. You were at a gig. I was, but I'm not permanently busy three days a week now. <laughs> <laughs> Come and see Happy Birthday. It's uh, it's on at the end of June and the start of July. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Mm. It's comedy. Do you want? Do you want to just elaborate on what what a happy birthday is? Okay, yeah. So I, I'm in a play at the St Albans Abbey Theatre. I'll give you the dates close to the time, lads. But um, yeah, it's a farce about a guy who invites his mistress up for a weekend with his wife and his best friend. Uh, but he doesn't know that his best friend is sleeping with his wife. So he he asks his best friend to pretend that his mistress is. <laughs> The best friend's mistress, and it all gets complicated. That sounds really... You never actually explained to me what it's about before, other than, it, than it's a farce. So that, that actually sounds it's, really It's good. really, really funny. It is really funny. And it's one of those things... So the guy who plays the husband... So I play the best friend. Yeah. Uh, the guy who plays the husband has was in the first uh, big break that the guy from The End of the Fucking World and the Black Mirror episode where he was watching child porn... I mean, I feel that's a bit of a spoiler on that episode. I mean, <laughs> if you listen to us, you've... Well, yeah, if you listen to us, either you know what episode we're talking about or you don't know what episode we're talking about. I suppose, so either way, yeah, I suppose. But, um, <laughs> but that guy is a massive fucking star. And mm. so the fact that I'm opposite someone... In fact, if if his name's like Jeremy or whatever it is, my Jeremy number is one. <laughs> or two. Oh my god. Like a bacon Kevin number. Bacon number. Yeah. Jesus. That's the thing. In I fact, my no bacon more. number has probably gone down by being in this show. You're probably at least at a two or three. You could be, at, you like could be a, at a two. I could be easily. at a two. That's insane. Mm. Wow. <laughs> well, Flexing on my bacon number. No, I'd say you probably. Well, no, because if the guy. If that guy had been in something with Kevin Bacon, then you'd be at two, wouldn't it? So, so you're probably at a three. It's me, the husband. The guy. The guy. Oh, yeah, you don't count yourself, do you? No. So there's the husband, the guy, Kevin Bacon. So that would be a Bacon number of three. Yeah. If So if he, he would have to have been in something with someone who was in something with Kevin Bacon. No, that would make me four. That would make my Bacon number four. Mm. This is an interesting radio. <laughs> <laughs> Google Bacon numbers. It's the whole thing. Apparently Kevin Bacon was really pissed off when he found out about it and then actually just grew to like it. Yeah, uh, well, the the thing that he thought was like the controversial thing is 
they he was like oh well are you just say, are you just saying that I do all films? Are you just saying that I do whatever you give to me? That isn't a bacon voice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it wasn't too. It was like not English at least, but um and but actually the point is that Kevin Bacon has been in such a variety of films. Yeah, that that is why Kevin Bacon is a good person to pick, not because he does any film yeah. that you offer him. Whereas, like, if you were Nicholas, if it was Nicholas Cage, yeah, for example, the Nicholas Cage, he literally just does anything they put in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, there was a comedy, um, no, college humor sketch about that, and it was like Nicholas Cage's agent. He's like, oh, I've got this film, uh, and you play like the worst person ever, and it's also all CGI, and you're a cat, but also you're a mass murderer, and worse than Hitler, and he's like. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. It's, look, just go, go on YouTube and look up um, Nicholas Cage's agent. I think yeah, I think it's a college humor sketch. Mm. Really funny. Um, yeah, because Nicholas Cage has done some absolute fucking dross. But he's also done some really amazing stuff. He has, yeah. Like National Treasure is a great film. Is I it? Mean, it is. I mean, it's like I've a, only seen memes of it, so I thought it was just terrible. It's like a Disney Indiana Jones. I suppose Indi- is Indiana Jones Disney anyway? Well, it might be. I don't think is it, it is. It, no, I don't think it, it is. It wasn't George Lucas, no. Uh, yes, it was. It was George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, I believe. So, I don't know. Star Wars is owned by Disney now. <laughs> that's, that's, a, what, that's, that's why, that's why I'm getting confused my film knowledge yeah. is going. Um, I don't think it is Disney. Mm. I think it's still Universal or Paramount. Univer- Either way, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> You've got access um, to Google listeners, we don't. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, it's like a family-friendly Indiana Jones. And I'd say Indiana Jones is already family-friendly. but mm. I mean, I mean, there's a little bit like racism and, and you know, Nazis and things like that. Faces melting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God, the face is melting. Yeah. It's, like a, it's quite horrific. Yeah. yeah. When people use that GIF online, I'm like, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sensitive soul. Yeah. Though I seem thick-skinned. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I was like, wait, what is that? I'm I'm singing something and I can't even think what it is. But it's Hakuna Matata, isn't it? It's Pimba. <laughs> I'm a sensitive soul. Though I seem thick-skinned. Oh, there we go. Um, we should crack open. That's a beer. literally what I was about to say. That's why I said um. <laughs> so, yeah, we went to Cambridge Beer Festival, and Brian said, "See if you can find any of the beers that we tried, or any of the breweries that were at this beer festival." And then we, we can give them a shout out. Yeah, we had like quite we a had lot. A lot of really nice. Beers. I had. 15 different beers at that f- like uh, in that day so i had about 10 or 12 at the festival mm. or something like that and then the rest you know there was a lot of variety it was it really was. good we had two different um not at the festival but that day we had two separate royal wedding beers didn't we <laughs> we did there was one called Windsor knot and i can't remember what the mm. other one was called no i can't and that was the first beer of the day which that is worrying in, no the Windsor knot was the first beer oh, of the day okay. That's why we don't remember the other one. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> that was after the festival, wasn't it? But uh, we are drinking at the moment Arbor, Arbor, rather, Arbor Shangri-La Session India Pale Ale. Ooh. Do you want to read, read the story? <clears throat> Settle down, kids. Liberally hopped Session India Pale Ale, brewed with Citra, Columbus, Equinox, and Mosaic hops. We packed a huge quantity of American hops into this beer to deliver all the hop character of an IPA, but at a much more sessionable and quaffable strength. Mm. It has a big citrus flavours and tropical fruit aromas with a balanced bitter finish. Quaffable. It I does. like that it's quaffable. It says serve chilled, but um, yeah, we, it's warm. It, it is warm. I cycled over with it in a black bag. Mm. Sorry, pray silence for the crack. Oh, that was a good... It wasn't really a Ooh, crack. I'll tell you what, though. 
That smells phenomenal. It Here, is I'll hoppy. It does. All right, I'm gonna. How, how much is this? So that's hot. Uh, it's about. It's a pint. So it's a pint bottle. See, because we're using. Um, so from our beer festival experiences, of which we have two now. Yeah. Um, we now have, hang on, just let that settle, this, this also goes to half a pint. Um, so when we were at the festival, we went to Stevenage Beer Insider Festival a couple months ago, which was great, and we both got a pint glass from that. And then at the Cambridge one, we both had a pint glass, but at the end we decided to swap it out for a tulip glass, didn't we? Which is a three, two, it's, two thirds well, of a pint. I don't know if it does go to two thirds. Because oh, it, yeah. it, it has, it had the glasses have lines on them to tell you how much it is, so that when you're at the festival and you ask for a third, they just fill it up to that line, or if you ask for a half, they fill it up to that line, etc. Um, and this only goes up to half, but it is still a fair way down the glass mm. when doing it. So I'll be honest, you look classy as fuck just holding that tulip glass. Honestly, it feels good. I've never respected you more. <laughs> right there, you go. That's different. That's half. And I should I should bring me up to half, but oh my god, it smells so good. It, doesn't it? smells amazing. There's so many fruity notes on that. Is this unfined? Yeah, I think it must oh, be. It's unfined. vegan, so it is unfined. It's got to be unfined. So we, I, I actually didn't know what find meant. No. Um, when we were at the festival, that's when we figured out what it meant. So when a beer is, because we we knew why beers weren't vegan, or why <laughs> certain beers weren't vegan, but uh, just didn't know that find was the um term for it so do you want to i i genuinely it's gone out of my head i can't remember what fining actually is it's, i know they use fish in it it's the fish guts thing isn't it yeah they use fish guts and i think it's to like separate out so if you have an unfined beer it will be really hazy yeah whereas you use the fish guts to in some way take the haze out of it but um don't ask me how to do that because i'll make it up i'll make up the answer <laughs> You get the fish guts, you uh, you smear it on a baking tray, and um, leave it in the oven for a gas mark six <laughs> for thirty minutes. I'm just gonna I'm just taking a little photo for the Instagram here of uh, the two glasses. Hang on, I'm trying to get the uh, festival. It doesn't actually say anything about the festival on my one. Oh, it does. Oh actually. yeah, it does. It does, but it just I don't doesn't know if show up. Don't know if I'm gonna well. get it. Let's, let's have a look. But yeah, the, the, it smells like. Almost like a fruit salad, like a beery fruit salad. There's so many... Because sometimes you get like a very citrusy, orangey type note coming out of the top of a beer. But this one, it's got so many... There's like a bit of orange, a bit of lime, a bit of just fruitiness. I don't know. I don't know how else you're going to explain how it smells. Yeah, it's... um. Is that the so? It's like a very full flavor profile. Yeah. So the citra hops, we, we they use those in quite a lot of. Yeah. Now, I can't I can't taste a beer and tell you what hops are being used in it. Oh no, really. I'm not I'm not that far along. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Are they like? Do they give it more of a citrusy flavor? Is that the I whole mean, name? I mean, I imagine I I imagine that's why they're called citra hops. Fuck, this smells so good. I can't <laughs> just I just want to sniff this all day. Yeah, oh. I'm huffing it. I'm huffing it. Mm. God, that is just beautiful. So should I we go even, in for the yeah. first sip? And that is the new sound of us clinking our glasses on this fucking podcast. <laughs> it's not, not the metal not tins. Not the metal. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, 
That's oh good. my god. That's so good. Actually, use a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in my bedroom today, which is nice. Mm. We're actually in my living room. Um, which we have done before, twice on this podcast. Once was when Dan was on it, on the Super Bowl episode. Yep. And one, and the other one was the second ever episode, just after we got back from Iceland. And uh, Oh yes, and we had the, the lava, lava bit. Yeah, yeah good. <laughs> that was good though. Like the inside of a... It was like oh, lick, licking charcoal, is yeah. what you said, wasn't it? I was going to say the info- inside of a bonfire, but... Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that works too. But yeah, we because the episode's called Licking Charcoal, isn't it? Yeah. So. Go back and listen to it. Yeah, I mean, well, don't. I've, I've, I'm kind of just now on the opinion that you should start at episode 10 and go forward. <laughs> if I ever tell anyone to listen to a podcast, I'm just like, start at episode 10. Because that's where it starts. It, it levels out there, I think. Mm. Actually, yeah. I think you're right. And I think... Because shout out to Aaron from the beer shop, mm-hmm. who is who I bought all of these beers off of. He's a very nice guy. And if you listen to probably the first or second podcast, where I'm like, oh yeah, the guy at the beer shop told me not to buy these. Yeah. <laughs> because they're fucking horrible and I bought them anyway. And they that was Aaron. fucking horrible. That was Aaron. He, yeah. was, he was right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was speaking to him and it's like, hey, we do this podcast. And he's like, oh, what are you guys called? Oh, it's the alternative twats, but like with an at and with a four. For the... <laughs> it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Um, but I should have told him, start at number 10. Mm. Go back in there on your way home. <laughs> I, I actually could. He'll be like, oh, not this guy again. <laughs> he comes in here every other month. It's like every other guy that goes in the fucking shop does a beer podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, the beer festival was wonderful, wasn't it? Have yeah. you, got, you got the book? I have got the book. So we, um, we as we were trying all the beers um, at the festival, we were sort of making our way around some of them. Uh, they give you like a little guide to the festival. And uh, it sort of tells you what each beer is like. Uh, so you can sort of pick the ones you really want to try. Um, so we sort of made our way through it and sort of wrote notes next to the ones that we really liked. Mm. Didn't we? So uh, Bishop Nick Brewery, in Feldstead, Essex, uh, they have a divine beer, which I put disappointingly bland. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hang so, on, I think there's ones before this. Oh, sorry, I might have I missed you've it. Sk- yeah, you've oh, skipped. yeah, I've skipped a couple. I've skipped a you've lot. You've skipped a lot, yeah, that's why. Um, so, big, big shout out to Bexar County Brewery. Oh, the, yeah, they were a highlight. Um, we actually posted a thing about them on our uh, Instagram. Um, I'm going to burp. <laughs> no, I'm good, I think. Um <laughs> So I, the first beer I got from them, I I didn't enjoy that much. It mm. was called A Promise Is a Promise, and it was a cherry pale with three different cherry additions, fruity from start to finish. Unfined. Is that the really sour one? Uh, it tasted kind of like cherries, but it also kind of tasted a little bit like oh yeah a farm. <laughs> um, it was like agricultural. It was an agricultural. Yeah. Beer. So I wrote pig shit next to it, <laughs> and I feel slightly guilty about that because it it like it wasn't that strong. I was just I had a few beers in at that point, mm. and, uh, but it 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 did have that sort of like kind of taste to it. It smelled amazing, mm. but and then you could taste the cherries, but I just don't know. I just wasn't too fond on that one. Um, but the second beer I had from them, which I ended up having a pint and a half of in total that day, I think, because that was the last one I got of the day. Before it shut, so I got a full pint because I was like, "This is the last beer I'm going to be able to get." Uh, it's called Death of Tomorrow, um, which is a dark brew. D- sorry, dark beer brewed with kombucha, uh, flavored with lime, ginger, and jaggery gore for loads of residual sugar. Collaboration with Abbeydale Brewery. Um, again, unfined. 
And I ne- right next to this one, I wrote really fucking nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. It was it was absolutely beautiful and I would love to get some of that. Mm. Like not just at a beer festival. Um yeah, I yeah. mean, like, the Bexar County brand is, like, I love their branding, because it's, like... Yeah, like, I got a sticker. Like, I got you a sticker as well. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got me a sticker. That's probably going on my laptop, if I'm honest. <laughs> I'm starting to put stickers on my laptop now. See, I would love to do that, but then you turn up at, like, a really important meeting, and mm. it's like, hi, <laughs> look at all of these stickers I've stuck on <laughs> I'm my laptop. I'm a low-key alcoholic. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just going through the ones that I wrote down, Um because I realise I'm just like, yeah, I had this one, I had this one, you're not mm. saying anything, but we're just going, if we just go in order. Yeah. So another one um, from Three Blind Mice Brewery in Little Downham in Cambridge. Little Downham. Um, That's how people from Cambridge es- say. Established 2014, so they're not very Yeah, they're all, they're all like really I mean, Yeah, I was going to say Bexar County's 2012. And, um, I had one called Nothing Rhymes With Orange. And next to that I put, very nice. <laughs> um, orange and lemon wheat beer brewed using classic Belgian wit beer yeast. It was really, really good. That was good. That was a good Belgian. And I do like the taste of it. I Belgian. know that this is becoming a little bit of a parody of ourselves, but what did I say when I tried it? That is very Belgian. It is. <laughs> and it like was very, very Belgian. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one This one was interesting. I remember trying a bit of that one. From oh, the, yeah, know. the table beer. So it was a um, marble brewery um, from Manchester. They started in 1997, so they're almost as old as I am. Wow. But... Um, yeah, table beer um, was my favourite favourite beer, and it was a basily beer, so it wasn't quite as basily as the pizza beer that I've had before. Oh, I really want to try that. But the the basil just came out so strong. It did. It really did. And it was it wasn't overpowering, but it was just so like that's what you were drinking is just a basily beer. It was really really nice. It really tasted really nice. like drinking an actual plant of basil like mm. as fresh as it could possibly yeah it's be. a freshness i yeah. think that came through um but like you wouldn't get that from the description at all Mo- moteca nelson sauvignon or sap like like you would say sauvignon blanc but sap but it's salvin that's not how you spell it though is it oh, fuck. sauvignon blanc and <laughs> citra hops bring kiwi papaya and tangerine notes with vienna malt and oats for texture didn't get any of that, but no. I got some basil. Got a lot of fucking really basil. <laughs> it doesn't even mention basil, does it? No, nope, nope. not at all. It was good though. What about this one? Uh, that's the one that my dad got. It was um, Berry Bite. Berry Bite Panther Brewery uh, from Reapen in Norfolk. Um, hazy fruit beer with a strawberry aroma and flavour, and uh, strawberry aroma and flavour, and a hint of white pepper. Didn't we try some of that and actually really like? Yeah, it was really, really good. Because I was wondering what the KT stood for, and I realised that's just your dad's initials. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> we've put initial, our own initials next to um, like, which means all of all of Brian's ones have BS, BS next, next to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, ah, oh, I didn't have the. No, you know what? That's fine. Oh, no, you wanted the Bad Kitty one, I think, but you never did it. No, I did have the Bad Kitty. That was my last one. Oh, how was it? It was it was good, but it was disappointing. Like, so there is a beer that I had in Essex uh, that tasted like vanilla chocolate cake. Mm. And really that ignited my passion for stouts. Yeah. And it was so, so nice. See, that's the thing. I've and not had a good enough stout yet. I, that's the thing. I always go for a stout. Mm. Well, I don't always go for a stout, but I, I try stouts. I'm like... This isn't. This isn't what I. I'm always. So, I'm on a quest to yeah. find what that beer was <laughs> yeah. and to have it again. Yeah. Because the thing, like, I'm open to stouts, but like today before the podcast, I messaged Ben and I was like, <laughs> "If you're getting beers on the way over, 
I'm vetoing all stouts today. I'm not. I just. I Which just, I can understand because stouts are either really nice. Or they're pretty fucking awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you get a bad one, it is a it's a piece of work. Yeah. I remember having we had one a few weeks ago, um, and it was just awful. But you know, generally, like I think they're totally fine. Mm. But I could never drink a pint. I could only have like a little bit, like the amount that we have on this podcast. I think because um, we only have like half a can or whatever each or bottle if it's a stout it's a bottle always isn't it right i'm gonna come back to that one if um oh that had the ragnarokka which was really nice mm. uh, double ipa with pineapple aroma and flavors of guava and mango 7.3 percent but it was really good yeah you kept going for the really high percentage and i was like i could not do that i'm a big fan of high percentage beer mm. yeah. but that death of tomorrow one which was maybe my favorite well, was, that was only 3.8 you're gonna love what we've got in store because we have an 11 <laughs> percent beer in the fridge um well we didn't have anything on this page um no rip that page <laughs> not rip it off just rest in peace oh we had i don't know if we wrote it down um, hang on, you had the Papa Jangles Voodoo Stout. Oh, yeah, that was similarly disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was nice, It was, but, like, what I wanted was something ridiculous. I wanted a cartoon caricature of, like, <laughs> this crazy scientist who, like, made a stout that tasted like June the 5th. And it's like, oh, it really tastes like June the 5th. I just can't believe how much it tastes like June the 5th. And actually, it just tasted, tasted like a stout yeah. beer type thing. Uh, Newton's Glass, which is the first one I had of the day. Um, well, the first one at the festival, anyway. Heavily hopped IPA with a malt biscuit, blackcurrant and grapefruit aroma, full flavour and body and spice notes. And that was very good. Um, but there was one that we had that we clearly didn't write down because I remember having it, but I, I have not seen mm. any writing next to it. Uh, because your dad got it. Here it is, the Hedonet Saison. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it properly. Yes. But um, but probably hedoné sounds right, like hedonist. Yeah. British malt and hops brewed with traditional saison yeast, light with a spicy, fruity yeast character and notes of citrus and berries. And that was that was really good, wasn't From it? From the Black and Sun Brewery in Milton Keynes. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And so my dad came over and he was like, oh, try that, try that. And we tried it. And we were like, well, I was definitely like, that's the best beer I've tried today. It wasn't the best one I had all day. The best one I had all day wasn't even the Death of Tomorrow. It was the Cool Shit Mango. <laughs> you, like, that was... But... Same. Was that your sour one? Because I can't yeah. de- really deal with sour beer. But it wasn't that sour, though. Because mm. I was, like, just taken aback by it. Because it was so intense and tasted amazing. But I couldn't have had a pint of it. Mm. I did go back. I had it twice. I had, like, half of it twice. Or I had a third and then a half, maybe, because I really enjoyed it. But I couldn't have had a full pint of it at once. Um, so, yeah, that and the, the, the Head and Saison was really good as well. And the Death of Tomorrow are probably my three top mm. ones of the day. But it was lovely. Yeah, it's really, really good. And it made me want to go to more beer festivals. Yeah, I mean, I was already feeling like that after the um, Stevenage one. Mm. But... Um, and so Aaron, my beer shop friend, mm-hmm. said, we'll just follow a couple of the small breweries and they'll definitely tweet about it. And oh, that's true, yeah. Tell you. So um, that is probably what we're going to do. So mm. stay tuned for more beer festival coverage. Do beer festival meetups. <laughs> <laughs> we can do beer festival meetups. And um, 
I was going to say I'll buy you a pint, but depending on how big this podcast gets, yeah. <laughs> he'll buy you a third of a pint. <laughs> I will. I will get a free taster and give it to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I just wanted to wait until we got past this. But did you know where sour beers come from? So there's a certain amount of like yeast just in the air, mm-hmm. and so when you use brewers' yeast, you get standard beer, and it's quite bitter. But when you get sour beers, quite often they just use the ambient yeast in the air and then put, like, hops and water. So, right. Are you telling me that I'm breathing yeast? (laughs) Is that... Because I really... I just... I'm not calling you a liar. I just struggle to get there in my head, I think. You're listening to... The alternative twats. <laughs> Your <Yeast laughs> no- debate <laughs> n- number one source on yeast. Um, so yeah, th- there is just like just like there is germs everywhere. There's just a little bit of yeast. Mm-hmm. So if you create the right conditions for yeast to thrive, yeah, okay, then yeah. then that's how beer was made initially, like for the for thousands of years. Yeah, and so for thousands of years, beers have always been sour. So. And, and actually, brewer's yeast is a relatively new thing. It was invented, like, or not invented, but synthesised, like, 200 years ago. Yeah. Which I think is really, really cool. Mm. That, that we think of beer as, like, this bitter, sort of lager Like, your the stereotype is, like, lager and things like that. Yeah. But then, you know, if you talk to a Roman, he'd be expecting it to be sour and all these different notes. And it's just... That is, yeah, it's really interesting. It, it, it's amazing, amazing where we've got to as a culture. Yeah, I was thinking recently, well, I say recently, I was thinking this morning about how, like, a lot of people 400 years ago drank just ales all the time because mm. water was not safe. Yeah. And that's mad. Can you imagine just living, just drinking ale all the time? Mm. Like... That... I'd be hella anxious all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think if I was continuously drunk, I'd never be hungover, so it would never get there. True, yeah. But then that's also not a good, uh, not, not a good way to go either. I don't think. Um, but I just, yeah, I always think that's really interesting. Mm. I mean, I imagine they, you know, super weak ales or whatever, but still, yeah. like, yeah, mental. But the Cambridge Beer Festival was fantastic. It was really, and good. I definitely want to go again next year. Next year, yeah. And we—that's the thing. We've had a fantastic week because Cambridge Beer Festival, and then the. Uh, Champions League final. Yeah. So it, it, it and then it was our mates. As you say, we had a <laughs> birthday night on Friday. On, yeah. Um, and so we've just had a fantastic week. Has been good, and uh, just full of beer. <laughs> full of beer. Um. So, what have you been listening to? Actually, do you want to run and grab another beer quick? I'll run and grab another beer. We so because they got really warm on the way here, uh, Ben decided that we would put them in the freezer also just double check on the other ones to make sure they're not freezing <laughs> um because to, to try and cool them down because one warm beer is okay but i don't want to drink four warm beers um especially as it said on the bottle for this one serve chilled <laughs> so no, they're chilled yeah they're, okay, they're not freezing right. that's good did you so did you leave them all in the freezer yeah you didn't think to move them to the fridge maybe well no i'm pretty sure that it, they're going to take a while to Okay, freeze. right. Well, I'm still finishing this one. So, what have you been listening to? So, I think 
they're called Albert Han- Hammond Jr. Okay. Which is a it is a group, <laughs> although it sounds like one person. Yeah. Um, and they've just been coming up on my Spotify on all of my daily mixes. It's like, oh, you want a happy song? Oh, well, Albert <laughs> Hammond Jr. <laughs> oh, you want a sad song? Oh, uh, yeah, Albert Hammond Jr. So I've been listening to a lot of Albert Hammond Jr. So can we? Can you just elaborate on on how you say that? Albert Hammond Jr. Okay, because yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like Hal, Bert, Ham, and Jr. or something like that. And I was just like... I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. I, I might have been bungling there. the words. But yeah, Albert Hammond Jr. And it looks like, actually, it is just one bloke. But he's really good. Nice. Um, one thing that we are yet to talk about, and this I know this is a uh, difficult topic mm, to approach... I'm, worried about this is uh the new arctic monkeys album oh see you so you tell me tell me your thoughts first we have spoken about this already yeah and so you know my opinion on this and that is but the listeners don't (laughs) i want one guitar song I want one guitar song and I'll be happy. I want something that can come on at half one in the club and I'll go, oh shit, it's the new Arctic Monkeys and I'll go, ah! Yeah. None of those songs on the newest album are like that. And I was very disappointed. Like, I, I, because I know what you're going to say and I should probably (laughs) let you say it. (laughs) It's all right. I'll let you get all of it out of the way first. Because I know that like, I've still got all of the Arctic Monkeys. It Mm. doesn't, doesn't change the rest of the songs, but really, I just wanted some, I wanted my lads, I wanted my lads being silly, and the new Arctic Arctic Monkeys album had no lads being silly, it was all really, really good lyrics and conceptual and piano and stuff, but not what I was looking for from the Arctic Monkeys. Mm. If it was an Alex Turner album, maybe, but... I mean... It's basically an Alex Turner that, album, though, isn't it? Yeah. And, and Stop that, hitting the mic. Because <laughs> I can't hear whether that is incredibly... No, I saw it spike. Yeah, so if it, so Ben keeps hitting the mic every now and then. I didn't. Just, I only hit it once. You hit it once before as well. Oh, dear, I'm yeah. really sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, before I get on to it, let's crack open this next beer. So this is Bohemian Rhapsody, Kent Craft Pilsner. Bohemian Rhapsody is our interpretation of the pale Pilsner beers brewed in the Czech Republic. The lager is brewed with green sand aquifier water. Oh my god. The finest English malted barley and copious quantities of the finest Czech grown SARS hops. The noble SARS hops add a wonderful, wonderful spicy aroma to this refreshing Pilsner. Unlike many mass produced beers, Bohemian Rhapsody is lagered for several weeks to bring out the best in the ingredients. Since 2004, the Westerham Brewery has been reviving the long history of brewing in West Kent. We can only use the, we only use the finest ingredients in our beers and novel hopping techniques to maximise the flavour and aroma of the noble hops. We hope you enjoy the fruits of our labours. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> so it says they've got a sea smell taste thing on the back. Uh, it says sea straw. Sea straw. Yep. Smell vibrant tropical fruits. And taste dry, smooth, and hoppy. Um, it has a three out of five rating on bitterness and a two out of five rating on sweetness. <laughs> well, in that case, we better pray silence for the crack. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Oh, 
It was a bit of a disappointing crack. But, uh... <laughs> I like the idea that you go to a school reunion and <laughs> everyone gets like an out of five rating for bitterness. <laughs> an out of five rating for sweetness. <laughs> What do, what do you predict in like twenty years time when you go to your school reunion? How much bitterness will you have? I don't know. I like to think that I'll be incredibly unbitter. Yeah, me too. But I also, depends on how my career I, path goes. I also think that like there were two hundred people in my year, hmm. and so someone's going to end up doing better than I am, and I'm going to be incredibly bitter. <laughs> I know that I'm petty enough <laughs> to be like, I was fucking smarter than you knew in PE. I think I'm quite good at not comparing myself to other people, though. I'm not. So I'm, I'm hella competitive. <laughs> um, just, yeah, I mean... So like if someone gets their pilot license, I'm like, bet I could fly, fly a plane better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, no, I'm, I'm relatively good at not comparing myself to other people and just being happy for other people's achievements. Because <laughs> I, I remember having a conversation with this at someone at, with someone at uni, and they were an incredibly competitive person. And I was just like, well... Because we and again we did the same thing at uni, uh, so it could have been easy to be quite competitive with this person who was a very good friend of mine. But at the end of the day, I wasn't. I was just very happy for their achievement and that kind of thing. I think yeah. I think as long as I can involve myself in their success somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, like you're like Brian. I'm so proud of you for getting us on this podcast, for getting us started with this podcast. Because you're in it as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if you became a big thing, or if any of, like, my close friends became a big thing... Like, I got them there. Yeah, well, I, I would just be like, well, I watched you do that, and I'm yeah, very yeah. pleased that you did. Whereas if someone random from school, it's like, I watched you eat glue. <laughs> and now you're a fucking lawyer? What the fuck? I watched you peel PVA off your fingers and chew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you ever do that? No. No, not not eat it, sorry. But no, like get PVA glue on oh, your hands. Oh, put it on your fingers. And then it just dries yeah. and you like peel it off. I can rem- remember one of my friends. <laughs> I was about to say his name, but I won't. Sorry, I do I do just realise I was like, did you ever do that? Did you ever eat glue? Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't. <laughs> After I was like, what fucking idiot yeah. eats glue? Uh, but yeah, one of my friends got in a lot of trouble because he, <laughs> he used to cover like pens and pencils in super glue and be like, oh, do you want to borrow my pen? And you'd be like, Okay. <laughs> and then you get like burns on your fingers from this super glue. That's incredible. I mean, like. He's a bit of a. Well. Very irresponsible. Yeah. But I can't help but rate it. Right. We haven't even spoken about how this smells or tastes. So, how is it sm- supposed to smell? It smells like a lager. Um, yeah, it smells very lagery. Uh, it's supposed to smell vibrant. It says vibrant tropical fruits. I'm not getting tropical fruits. No, I'm just. I, but it is quite vibrant. Yeah, I'll give it that. Um, and it is like... Actually, you know what? It's like, I'm getting the tropical fruits. It's like sniffing a 45 kilowatt bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> that's, that's the sort of vibrancy uh, I'm getting. Yeah. Speaking... Right, hang on. I'm just, let's, let's are, you gonna, are you really going to go on a tangent about bulbs? No, just about electricity. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Mm. It's like a really, really nice lager, essentially. Yeah, I wasn't expecting lager. I was expecting it to go a different way. Yeah. Because it's like quite... It's very hoppy. Yeah, it's quite on the back of the tongue. Which mm. I know isn't a thing, but don't don't fucking write in about that, lads. <laughs> um, so last night, there was like an amazing lightning storm. Oh, yeah, it was. And we were, I was stood in my back. Well, I was walking home from a friend's house after watching the Champions League final. 
um, which we'll get onto in a minute. <laughs> um, and it, like I was just walking home towards this massive lightning storm, uh, but it was just amazing watching it. It was like sheet lightning in the distance, and I was just sort of blown away by it. Mm. Um, and then I came home and stood in my back garden and just watched it for ages, and it was getting closer and closer and like brighter and stronger. Mm. And then eventually, like I went inside, and about twenty minutes later, it started absolutely pissing it down, and there was thunder and a proper storm, and it was beautiful. But when I was stood in the back garden watching all this lightning, it was like I don't know if it's a real thing or if it's in my head or whatever, but it was like I could feel the electricity in the air. Mm. It was really weird. Like it was, it like felt like it was kind of starting to give me a headache. It was weird. I don't know. That's I feel really like cool. maybe it was just in my head, but I don't know. But I really felt like I could just feel it. Well, the the thing that they say about like being able to smell a storm mm. when there's a drop in pressure, which is an indication for a storm, um, people's noses get more sensitive. Oh. So if your nose like essentially starts to itch, I suppose. Yeah. That's an indication that if you can smell storms, that, suppose, yeah. that a storm is coming. So I th- I think there's probably something in it. Yeah, like even if it is just the the pressure in the air was like fucking with my head, like that might, that might have been it. But it really, yeah, it just felt like I could like feel the feel the electricity in the air. It was weird. Um, and uh, yeah, just just thinking about that, like British weather is always very chill. It's like yeah. oh yeah, so it's just gonna be a bit sunny and. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit sunny or it's a bit rainy. Yeah, or it's, <laughs> or it's a, a bit, bit cloudy. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's never like intensely. But this anything. was like the equivalent of an American blockbuster. Honestly, it was like a tropical storm. It was, yeah. It was amazing. And it was so, so I was asleep and then at like half 12 in the morning, I was like, who the fuck keeps turning on the light in my room? <laughs> Why am I waking up for this? <laughs> and then I, I like turn over and my window overlooks the entire, I get like a really good view of the sky yeah. from when I'm in bed. And the sky was just lighting up. Yeah. And it, the light in my room wasn't turning on. The light on the sky was turning on. <laughs> it's mad. Yeah, because I, um, I got a window next to where my head is in bed, which I always have the curtains pulled, you know, for when I'm asleep and I had the curtains open so I could just watch the lightning and stuff and then I fell asleep with it open and then I woke up at half past six this morning because the sun was like bearing down on my face mm. <laughs> when I woke up um which was a bit of a ball ache but I quite like I like falling asleep I like waking up with the curtains open and it like waking me up naturally mm. it's not half past six in the morning <laughs> it's not that early you know like maybe in like March or April is a good time to do it mm. when it still doesn't get light until like seven. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think that there's like sometimes you can have a certain camaraderie though. It's like, well, I uh, woke up at six. It's like you didn't get out of bed till twelve. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I still woke up at six. <laughs> That's true. You, you whippersnappers don't know what it's like. Yeah, I mean, I woke up at half six and then I went back to sleep oh, until yeah. ten. <laughs> so, um, but the Arctic Monkeys album. Um, that was a big, <laughs> big segue. Yeah, it really was, but uh, that was the beer. Mm. Anyway, I like it. I'm a fan. <laughs> like, a lot of people aren't. It, like, the day it came out, a lot of people were just like, oh. Yeah. Uh, and I was talking to one of my friends about it, and he was like, it is fucking shit. It is awful. And then, by the end of the day, he was like, so, I've bought the vinyl. 
<laughs> and I think Star Treatment is possibly my favourite Arctic Monkeys song. <laughs> and I was, wow. I was like, that was a flip. Because <laughs> um, it is great. It's a great album. Star Treatment is fantastic as an opening song, I think. The whole concept of the album and the storytelling on it, because something I love in music at the moment is good storytelling. And it's just fantastic. Just phenomenal. I get what you mean. I'd like an upbeat song, an upbeat guitar song or whatever. Mm. But it wouldn't fit the theme of the album. Is my only uh, is is the only thing I'll say to that. And that but I'd still prefer there was one. <laughs> but the whole album has the sort well, of Well, because it's tranquility based hotel and casino. So yeah. it's set on, on the moon. On the moon. Yeah, and he's like the piano player in a bar on the moon kind of mm. thing. So like maybe he gets into a bar fight and there's like a Yeah. There's a big guitar song, or maybe there's like, I don't know, I just want a fucking guitar song. Yeah. But, yeah, what you were saying that I would say, I will say it, (laughs) is that we've got the rest of the Arctic Monkeys um, discography for that. Just re-listen to whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Because that's Mm. what I'm still listening to. I've been saying it for the last three podcasts now, but now I just can't stop listening to it. It's such a fantastic album. And uh, there's a lyric in, oh, I can't remember which song it is on that album, because I just listened to the album so much that I what, can't... What's the lyric? And I'll um, have to tell you. Uh, you saved me, she screams down the line, the band of fucking, fucking wank, wank and I'm, I'm not, not having, having a, a nice, nice time. time. And I love that lyric. And uh, on the day that Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino came out, someone just tweeted the lyrics the band of fucking wank and I'm not having a nice time. I was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck fake, off. Fake Tales of San Francisco. I thought, yeah, okay, I thought it was that. Yeah, because that's that that lyric, and um, yeah, I want to tell you all my problems. You're not from New York City, you're from Rotherham. <laughs> is like two of the best lyrics. I just fucking love it. Um, and I'm sure that I've said this before, but but his bird says it's amazing. Yeah, so that all that's left is the proof that love's not only blind but deaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what an album! What an album! And the whole fact that the you know, red light indicates doors are secured is an entire song about getting a cab home mm. from a night out when you didn't want to leave, and it's just, ugh, I've got to stop gushing about that album on this podcast because we do it every time. <laughs> I, now. I think every time we do a different song, though. that's the thing. Yeah, like I'm just, I'm just, it's just getting like mm. more and more in depth as the more I listen to it, the more I realise. But uh, yeah, so what else? Okay, so that's that out of the way. I think it's a great album, and it's not as is upbeat as the others. But the th- see, I th- I think I'm relatively odd in the fact that the only music I really listen to is really upbeat, really like boom, boom, boom. Mm. I want to be punched in the face with your music. Yeah, and so the um, the Arctic Monkeys doesn't do that at all. See, I am the well. The new album doesn't do that at all. Like I love, I do love music like like that, but I also really love stuff I can chill out to like an awful lot. Um, so I kind of love it. I've been listening to just a lot of eighties music. So uh, it was my mom's birthday recently, and um, she was like, "Can you do a playlist of like eighties music for me?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." Um, and I found a already made playlist that I added to it uh, called Eighty Smash Hits of the Eighties. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just been listening through that, like um, Rio by Duran Duran. I I love Duran Duran, and it's but I haven't listened to them in a couple of years. And I put that on, and I was like, oh, if 
fuck, I really love Duran Duran. <laughs> um, and I, I was in the shower the other day, and I put music on when I'm on in the shower. Oh, it's the best way to have a shower. And I got out of the shower as True by Spandau Ballet came on. <laughs> I like pulled the shower curtain back, and it was like, and I was like, I feel like I'm in a porno right <laughs> <laughs> just stepping naked out of the shower with this absolute porn music coming on um yeah uh you know tainted love by soft cell well soft cell say hello wave goodbye by soft cell is one of the best songs ever i think it's phenomenal they they used it at the end of an episode of master of none once mm. and that was the first time i probably heard it and i was just like this song is insane and yeah um so Big, big shout out to Soft Cell um, <laughs> for that. Um, Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears is probably my favourite song ever. Or one of, very much one of. I do, I do like that song, to be fair. It's just so good. Um, so, bunch of bunch of 80s stuff. I'm not going to... Like I say, there's 80 yeah, songs 80 on this playlist songs. and I've been listening to it a lot. So um, That's the thing. I can't wait until there's like a playlist of the 2010 songs yeah. like I mean the I guarantee there already is yeah I know but they're not going to be correct are they because yeah. in hindsight different songs people are like oh yeah no one liked this when it first came out and it turned out to be an absolute banger yeah and I can't true. wait to listen to that I mean it might just be a lot of like music that's not really indie and things like that so yeah. I might be like this is fucking shit I was going to say yeah. <laughs> but still even if it's um, like Dua Lipa's um, oh, what's the one where it's like something, something, something? Uh, blow your mind. Yes, if that's a great song. Yeah, I love you know. I, I love could blow your I mind. So, so just Dua Lipa. I was fuming last night. We're watching the Champions League final. We've been building up to this, building up. Dua Lipa is opening. She's performing before the game starts, mm. and BT Sport did not show it. <laughs> like, you could, they were showing the pitch and you could see and hear because they were in the, like, pundits box next to it. So you could hear it. Mm. And they were like, oh, it seems like some entertainment has started on the pitch and we'll be back in a few minutes and they cut to adverts. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why are you not showing Dua Lipa? Because you could watch it on fucking Facebook. Face, live streamed it on Facebook. I still haven't watched it. I was so annoyed. I the was so looking forward to seeing Dua Lipa. The hottest artist in the world right now. Literally. And you cut to advertise. And they cut, yeah. I just couldn't believe it. I don't know if they couldn't get the rights or whatever, but four count from Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> Ugh. You know. Um, but what else have I been listening to? <laughs> <laughs> Friday I'm in Love by The Cure. Um, the Cure are doing British Summertime Festival this year, mm. and I would really like to go because Pale Waves are going to be opening uh, as well. Um, the Bridge Over Troubled, Troubled Water album by Simon and Garfunkel, I've been listening to a shit ton. Like, this, the whole album is fantastic. Bridge Over Troubled Water, obviously, is a phenomenal song. Keep the Customer Satisfied is amazing as well. Like, the, the chorus line is, um, Everywhere I go, I get slandered. Bible. I hear words I never heard in the Bible. And it's just like, just the way it all like mm. flows is so good. Um, obviously, Baby Driver as well is a fucking great song. Um, Common People by Pulp. Oh, I love Common People. What I have been listening to probably the most out of anything. I, it's like every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a good song. Um, yeah. just uh, I, I was on the um, 
I was on a drive home recently, and it was in the evening, and on Radio 2, BBC Radio 2 in the evenings, mm. they it's always some kind of niche show about, like, jazz, blues, country, something, like, whatever. And it was one about country. And I really love listening to those, like, niche shows because I love all of the, those different types of music, but I never really listen to them in my mm. own time. So yeah. it's just going along and then um, they're playing all these brilliant songs that I would never otherwise listen to, and I really enjoy the experience of that. But they played a song called uh, River Takes the Town by the Wood Brothers, which is a like brand new country song. It's off the Wood Brothers' new album. I'd never mm. even heard of the Wood Brothers. Neither have I. Um, but it's a really great song. It's really sweet. and um, It's basically about like being in a town and the... like. It's raining so much that the river, the the riverbed breaks and the river like floods the town or whatever, and how the town are reacting to it or whatever. But it's a really nice song. It doesn't sound <laughs> it when I explain it, it like that. It sounds like a but... lot of people are dying in the situation. Yeah, on, it, yeah, it really is nice. Um, so I'd recommend that. That's "River Takes the Town" by the Wood Brothers, um, and the Front Bottoms dropped their brand new EP called "Anne," um, and it's it's great. Now, just have a look at this and just tell me if that is the Anne that I think it's supposed to be on the cover. I don't think it is, no. No, okay, because I didn't think so. And then I was looking at it just now and I'm like, is it? No, it's not. No. Because they, they, they have a whole thing about um, like grandma EPs, because they had one called Rose before, an EP with um. an old woman on it. And this one's called Anne, and they're saying it's like the other grandma EP or whatever. So I guess maybe it was their grandmas. Mm. But it's a really, 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 really good EP. Have you heard, because, um, so w one of the things with Anne Frank's diaries, uh, so that's the, the Anne that I assume you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah. I was just kind of like, and I, and I just kind of looked at it, I was like, no, no, okay, fair enough. So with Anne Frank's diaries, they had to be edited quite a lot because she diaried every day. Uh, yeah. And there's not much to do when you're like stuck up mm. in an attic. So they had to edit out all of the mentions of masturbation <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, that's what I'd be doing if yeah, I was stuck up in an attic. So she also wrote like really, really dirty jokes. <laughs> and so oh one, one of the only one that I can remember, and it isn't the funniest one of the three, because there were three that they like released recently. Um, but one was um, a man comes home and finds his wife in bed looking like all hot and sweaty. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what on earth are you doing? And, and he goes over to the wardrobe and he like opens it. And there's a guy in there and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, waiting for the train. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is very funny. Oh, I, t I wasn't sure if that was it. No, <laughs> it's, it's just an anti-joke. It's still, yeah, but I still kind of love that a lot. Yeah. Um, also, Pale Waves, speaking of, they've got a new song out called Kiss, and it's fantastic. I saw Pale Waves on Thursday night, and... Which is why we couldn't podcast, because you're so busy. Yeah, me. Because <laughs> I'm the one that's busy. Says so the person that turned up to our friend's night out at 11 o'clock, because he was <laughs> so busy. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> that was a call out. <laughs> Calling me busy. But Pale Waves were fantastic. They're a fantastic band live. Um, I saw them back in March in London. And then just after that show, they, really, they announced another show in London for the 24th of May. And I was like, well, we've just seen them. Like, it's more money, isn't mm. it? So we didn't. And we didn't get tickets and it sold out. And then 
a few weeks ago, I was like, yeah, so I really want to go to this Pale Waves gig. <laughs> and so I was talking to uh, to my friend that I went with, and I was like, there has only ever been one gig that I wanted to go to and I couldn't get a ticket for when I really tried. Once. Mm. Every other time, whether it's sold out or whatever, I've managed to get tickets. Yeah, you can buy it off touts and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to get us tickets. And I got us tickets. Wow. So it was so what nefarious means. So I tweeted. Someone, I decided to do a search on Twitter to see if anyone was saying they were selling any. And someone said they were. So I tweeted her and I was like, these still oh, available. Oh, yeah, I remember this story. This is stressful. And she said no. And I was like, all right, fine. And then a couple of weeks later, I get a tweet from a girl who was trying to sell some tickets. And I guess she'd searched to mm. see if anyone was trying to buy any. So my tweet got in touch. Um, and she was like, I'm selling to message me. So I messaged her. She said that she was selling them, um, and if I sort of PayPal the the money, like as soon as possible, then mm. she won't like add on the however much it costs to ship it or whatever. She'll just you know get it done. And I was like, okay, uh, can I just get a photo of the tickets, make sure they're real? Mm. I'm quite paranoid about getting scammed. <laughs> um, and she was really she was an absolutely lovely girl, and like sent me photos uh, of the tickets to make so that I felt okay, and gave me constant updates about the like when she was sending them and what was going on and they arrived and uh, and everything all was well wow and she didn't rip me off either because mm. i was like are you okay with face value and she was like i was kind of hoping for a little more than face value and i was like uh okay because i don't really like it bothers me when people try and sell them on for a mm. bigger price but the face value was 12 pounds and i was like is 15 pounds okay for each ticket and she was like yeah that's fine I was like okay that, that, that doesn't bother me at all because at the end of the day the booking fees probably put it up to that anyway mm. um, and Pale Waves it was Pale Waves biggest ever show at Heaven in London and it, yeah it sold out like ages in advance and they were amazing Heather Baron Gracie who's the singer was wearing this white suit and she looked incredible and the <laughs> stage production was like something else. And it just honestly the whole gig was fantastic and I'm so, so, so glad I managed to get tickets. Mm. So very happy about that. Um if you're not already on it, get on to Pale Waves because <laughs> they're recording they said she's they said they've nearly finished recording their debut album now. Because they've only ever put an EP and a bunch of singles out so far. Right. They don't even have an album. Yeah. Um so like in this day and age, yeah, three like they're that big and they don't even have a debut mm. album out yet. Um, you know they're opening for the Cure, <laughs> um, and yeah, and they're going to be at Reading. I can't wait to see them at Reading. Yeah, I'm excited for Reading. Um, and they just yeah, so get onto Pale Waves now. Television Romance is a, the best introductory song I would say. Mm. And in fact, coming back from the Cambridge Beer Festival. One of the my standout memories is watching the video to Television Romance <laughs> yeah. with my dad. Yeah, because your dad, you know, I was talking about them like with you and your dad, and your dad just got the video up and was like, "Is this them?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a great video." That video is also directed by Matt Healy of uh, Lead Singer of the Nineteen Seventy Five. He's a multi-talented man. He is very much so. Mm. He produced a lot of um, Pale Wave stuff as well, um, and which would explain why you love the Nineteen Seventy Five. And, and love, love Pale Waves, yeah. <laughs> they are very, uh, they do go very hand in hand, I think. Mm. It's very like 80s synth pop kind of, uh, but it's, yeah, they're, they're phenomenal. So, 
Yeah, I saw a uh, a tweet about like if you like one song by a band, but you don't like the rest of their stuff, find out who produced that song. And yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, mm. yeah, blame so me. So I yeah, I found a couple of bands that way. It's nice. really really good. I like that. Um, also, new music. I've I got a, it's because yeah, it's been a, three weeks. There's just been so much new music. new music. John Mayer put a new song out uh, called Dropped. He did Dropped. Uh, called Dropped New Light, and it is great. It honestly, like, because I love John Mayer. You you know my feelings about yep. John Mayer. I don't. I'm sure everyone on this podcast. He's not. He's not a closet much. John Mayer fan. I love that man, an awful lot, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I just the new song is fantastic. Um, and I think it's just a single. I don't think it's, you know, it's not coming off of a new album that's coming soon or anything like that. I think mm. he literally just, just wanted to put a new song out. And the music video is phenomenal. Like, he put a music video out uh, literally a couple of days ago. Hang on, do I know the story to this? You might do. I think I've seen it on Instagram. But he uh, he was like, so the song needed a video and no one could, we could not agree on budget or anything like that. So I just went down to this place in New York that usually does like birthday videos and bar mitzvah videos and just made and just made this and it's so like corny and ridiculous like and it's all green screen stuff and it's so funny <laughs> the highlight of it for me is when he's it looks like he's swimming um and there's like a fish that swims past him but it's like over it's there's the the image behind him is a waterfall like he's not even underwater in the shot he's just like swimming <laughs> it's just so good um, so New Light by John Mayer, go watch the music video. Because the song in itself is a great song, but the music video is fucking hilarious. Because mm. like, it opens and he's like, Hi, I'm John Mayer, and I want to be a star. And then it, and then it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's really great. So, you know, I do love John Mayer. Mm. Um, I think that might be rounding... We've spoken about This Is America, right? Yeah, yeah. That we that we spoke time. a lot about this is America. Yeah, because that's... Yeah, yeah, okay, we're good. Um, then, I think that's it for me for now. I'll tell you what I watched, on your recommendation, actually. I watched the entire series of Atlanta in a day. Okay, so I've only seen the first four episodes, because I've watched... There it are in... only four episodes in the first series. Are you serious? I think so. What did it, you watch it, it on? Uh, iPlayer. Okay, so that's okay. So maybe they haven't uploaded. The I was whole... gonna say they're doing it two episodes a week at the moment, and they've only done it. They've only it's only been on for two weeks. Okay, so because right. I was gonna made. say I was like fucking. I, hell. I just assumed they had the whole series up there, but it's fucking good. It is really, it's really, 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 really fucking good. good. Yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, it's on on B. Well, they're showing it on BBC Two at the moment, and they're doing two episodes a week. Um, so the first four are on iPlayer, and the next two will be on tonight. Actually, they show it Sundays at ten. Um. And yeah, so it's written, produced, starring in, uh, stars Donald Glover. Yeah. Um, and I think he directed some of it, especially like in the second series, I think he directs it as well. Um, and this is such an unoriginal comment, and I've said this to you before, but I wish I was as good at one thing <laughs> as Donald Gl Glover is at, at everything. everything. Yeah, I, I said it to someone the other day as well, honestly, just that man. Like, I'm going to see the new Star Wars tonight. And I'm just so excited to see him in it mm. because he looks so suave in it as Lando Calrissian. Um, there's nothing that he can't do. There is nothing he can't do. Really isn't. Um, and nothing that he can't do amazingly as well. Yeah. Like, just, 
And I was watching, um, so he hosted Saturday Night Live mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, about two weeks ago. And I was watching just all of his Saturday Night Live sketches. Yep, me too. And they were all hilarious. Like, he auditioned for Saturday Night Live twice when he was younger and got, like, turned down. And in his opening monologue, he just kept, like, he was like, I'm not bitter. And then he did this whole thing going around, like, all the Saturday Night Live regulars, like Keenan and, like, all the others, and mm. just being like, so what do you do for your audition? And then he, like... I can do that. And then, like, does it, or, like, really fucking does it really shit, or, like, yeah. does it better. But it was really, really, yeah, he's really funny. Um, his monologue was great, I thought. Because that's, that's what I always look for in Saturday Night Live things. Because I never, I've never watched an episode. No, neither have I've I. only ever watched all the sketches and the opening monologue. And the best opening monologue, I really loved Donald Glover's one, because he did something a bit different with it, I think. Mm. And the other one that I thought was phenomenal was Louis C.K.'s, but... That's a whole yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I won't get into that, but that was also his was very funny. The Donald Glover thing that I liked. Um... Actually, also Louis C.K.'s sketches were fantastic as well. <laughs> and I just have to say, it. there was one. There was a. It was a song called "Thank You, Scott," and it was a whole song about, um, oh. like a um, person on Facebook, like who shared like an online activist or whatever. But mm. it just yeah, who just like shares posts on Facebook and stuff, and they're like. You're changing the world, Scott. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was really funny. So the two Donald Glover sketches that I liked were one where it was like um, a sketch about making prisoners work for like slave <laughs> labour, essentially. Yeah. And so they're all sitting in there in a call centre and like, hell, man, I'd, I'd smoke that motherfucker. <laughs> I, I popped a cap in his ass. Yeah, I murdered him. I murdered him. It's, Hello. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I've, that sounds like you've got a technical issue there. I'll just pass you through. Yeah, yeah, I killed him for tree pretty. <laughs> such a good sketch. That was really good. And then the other one was he's like doing a like 80s romance yeah. music video. And he's like, hey girl, I just saw you cheating on me. I can't believe you'd be cheating on me. He's like, hey girl, I just seen you, you with that other man. So I got my revenge. I took all your jewellery that I bought you <laughs> and shoved it up my ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says something, he's like, I would laugh at that, but if I laugh too hard... <laughs> all the jewellery's going to fall, fall out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because he's wearing these really dark glasses at night, he takes his glasses off. Wait, 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 wait. Don't say any more. Okay. Go and watch it. I can't remember what the sketch was called. No. But, but Donald Glover yeah, SNL. Donald Glover SNL sketch. Like he, yeah, he lo- I, think he's, I think he's supposed to look like Migos. Migos. Oh, I don't um, know. But uh, it was very funny. But yeah, no spoilers on that because it is very funny. Um, but all of yeah, all of them. The courtroom one was great. The uh, Jurassic World courtroom. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's like just a guy saying that Jurassic World should be held responsible for the murder of his friends and family. And, <laughs> and uh, him, Donald Glover, plays a lawyer for Jurassic World trying to prove otherwise. And it is fucking hilarious. Um, right, I'm going to go get the next beer. Okay. You went and got the last one. It's a good good turn taking exercise. I like that we've, you know, we've advanced to almost being the level of maturity of like primary school children, and I'm really really proud of us. So next we're gonna deal with large numbers, so place value. So we're gonna do tens, ones, tens, hundreds, um, and then we might do percentages actually, uh, which I'm really excited for because then we might know how much fucking beer. 
how much alcohol is in this fucking beer. Did you just waffle? Yeah, I got waffled about <laughs> primary school education. So I had to move them out of the freezer because these this is very, feel that, it's very cold. Oh, it's very so cold. So I moved the other one, the 11% that I thought we'd save. Yeah. Or should we do that next? No, it's right, I'm here now. Yep. This is... I mean, I haven't got that much more material this is, this about... This is 7% anyway. About... Per- I've, yeah, I haven't got that about, much about more material about percentages. Okay, because you went, I got that much more material about... Per- and I was like, <laughs> where, where are you going with that? So this is another Arbor one. Yakima Valley. It's an American-style IPA. <sighs> I feel like I just spoke so much about Donald Glover that I'm, like, out of breath. <laughs> Our flagship premium-strength beer, Yakima Valley, is... Packed full of our favourite American hops. Now, am I saying that right? Yakima. It looks like Yakima. 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 I'm going to continue saying Yakima. If I'm wrong, and someone knows for a fact that I'm wrong, feel free to let us know. Because if there's one thing I love, it's It's being proved wrong. wrong. And that sounds really sarcastic, but I just love having my views challenged Mm. and having to actually think about what I'm saying. Think critically. Yeah. Um... This is a celebration of everything we love about IPAs. It was first brewed in 2011, just after our previous year's crop of American hops hit our stores. That was a good year for American hops, and it was when our love affair with them really began. Here we use five of our favorite U.S. varieties, Amarillo, Cascade, Chinook, Citra, and Summit. Summit. Expect bold, citrus, sweet grapefruit, and marmalade flavors in abundance. Abundance. Marmalade. Right. Pray silence for the crack. There we go. That's better. I like I like the way that these open. You know, mm. they don't seem too too lively. They're not trying to get out the bottle and escape onto your bed. Yeah, on my sofa instead. And on the nose, it's just quite quite beery, quite a rounded flavour on the nose. But I think that's probably a reflection of how many different hops they're using. It's just like... It smells quite fruity to me, I think. To me, it's just a bit of like an average, which is nice. I'm going to need to wait. Look at all that sediment. You've got so much sediment. Jesus. You're hogging all the sediment, mate. I'm going to have to, watch. I'm <laughs> jealous. Have to rinse that afterwards. Have you got... Hang on. There you go. Have some sediment. <laughs> <laughs> so generous. There you go. I reckon that's about even. I reckon. You got about, you yeah. got a half there? Yeah, yeah. You got a full half? Yeah, I'm good. Mm, I'm just wanting to offload some of the sediment on you now. <laughs> I don't want to be alone in it. He's, he's pouring it out like it's whipped cream. <laughs> it, honestly, the foam is coming out like that. It smells good though, it smells really fruity. I'm getting the mm. marmalade thing. Yeah, actually the marmalade is coming through. I um, once had a beer called Marmalade on Toast. Which was very good, and it did kind of taste like marmalade on toast. So I've just gone in for the first sip. Oh god, there's so much. That's so much sediment. <laughs> Have you got? You've not got the same amount. No, I've got. I've got a decent amount oh, of you sediment. Do? No, you it's can, because you do. your it's glass the... is tapered at the bottom, so it all collects yeah. down there. Whereas mine's spread evenly. Yeah. Also, I'm looking at mine through the light, and I wasn't at yours. So when I do, mm. I can see. Yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot of sediment. That's what you get with unfined beers. That's really nice, though, I think. Mm. It is really nice. I'm glad that we had it chilled as well, because I think that it being cold really enhances the flavour. Yeah, definitely. Like, it does say serve chilled 
in this. This is seven percent. So this is um, Arbor Ales from Bristol. Mm. I didn't know they were in Bristol. No, brewed, brewed and bottled in small batches. And they've got Twitter and Facebook. Oh, we should contact them. We'll uh, we'll give them a little a little at. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it just feels so good to be back doing the podcast again. Because it's been three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I just, you build up so many things to say. And then you just forget all of them. Yep. <laughs> I think the big thing for us this week was the beer the beer festival. The beer festival was fantastic. Because Ben actually said, because when we were trying to figure out when to do it and we realised that it was going to end up being a week late, Ben was like, should we just not do the beer festival and do the podcast? And I was like, no. <laughs> the beer festival will be so good for the podcast. <laughs> we do a fucking beer podcast. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed listening to us talk about that. Because as well, I suppose if you're not really that big into beer, it might have been boring. But I mm. hope it wasn't. I hope we at least made it mildly interesting for you. Yeah, I think that we can take some feedback on that and rework it if necessary. Yeah. Because we're not going to stop talking about beer, are we? We're so. definitely not, no. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder whether we should... Do, like, like, I would love to do a very specific beer podcast. Mm. Now that we've been doing this for so long, talking about just beer all the time i'd love to do a whole pod, a podcast that is entirely about beer well maybe that could be a bonus episode maybe but i feel like a lot of the people that listen to us don't listen to us because of the beer yeah That's which is why it would be a bonus i mean episode, like a separate not... podcast oh okay to be honest but the fact that we already talk about beer on this one is kind of like well there's no much point in doing an entire separate podcast but um i'll tell you one story that i wanted to talk about yeah because i just looked at my calendar to check what we've done in the past three weeks <laughs> one of the things that we did is we, we went to brighton mm. and we had a fucking fantastic time in brighton brighton is so beautiful did. so oh, lovely yeah. so sunny i played a lot of skee-ball i love you did play a lot of skee-ball and with our tickets oh my god with our tickets we were doing this ball drop game thing oh yes and uh so there, there's a rotating wheel with holes in it yeah and it says like i'll get in here for like the mystery bonus prize or whatever. yeah or it's like it's like you get one ticket for this hole five tickets for this hole 20 tickets for this hole whatever and then there's one that says jackpot and then there's one that's like mystery or whatever. Mm. And on my first go, I hit the button, ball comes straight down into the jackpot hole. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> and I, I won the jackpot. And it was a lot of tickets. Mm. Um, and before there was another one, though, that you yeah. won before and you won the jackpot on that. Didn't yeah. You? So I, I was like looking at you and I was like, hey, Brian, watch this. Boom. <laughs> and it went straight in the jackpot. Yeah. I think that that is the technique with those sort of games, though. If you try and win, you're going to lose. But if you try and lose, you're going to win. Yeah. Just, just boom. That's the mm. way to do it. Don't close your eyes and bash it. Yeah, um, but that was a lot of fun. And with our winning tickets, we we sort of put our tickets together, didn't we? And, and we, we bought, bought a kite. kite. Oh my god, that kite was so much fun. It yeah, it didn't stay up. No, it was very hard to control. But it was. we did have a lot of fun with it. Mm. Um, yeah, I felt like a child. Yeah, it we was, was just, just flying so a kite on Brighton Beach. It was a, uh, it was wonderful. And uh, so sorry. No, sorry. Right, so then we continued to drink. We did. Um, oh yeah, because yeah, because uh, we were going to go home that night, yeah. And then we were just were having a great time drinking, and because there's a lot of good beer and a lot of good bars in Brighton, and then we were just kind of like many, many beers, we many, could many. Just go back early in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> and so we did. So um, we ended up at this like Hoffenbrau, like German beer festival type thing. Yeah. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the because there's, there's right now it was in like Brighton, Brighton there's fringe. like the fringe fest. They're still yeah. going on at the moment, mm. which was fantastic. And yeah. there was like this woman on top of this 
van in like a cage. Dancing in a cage with like, fire. Yeah, fire dancing. While and we then, were just drinking our beer, it was quite a pleasant experience. And then, <laughs> we, were, we were talking to each other like, oh my god, she's so amazing and she's so good. And she like kept looking down at us and smiling. We were like, oh my god, oh yeah, she looked at me, she looked at me. It was really good. So... Then we went to the Brewdog Bar in Brighton, which we've been to before, and we've said how good it is. And but now I feel like we know their beers better as well than mm. last time. Like I was in there and I was like, I'm getting an Elvis juice. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah. we got some Elvis juices, mm. uh, and they only serve it in two thirds glasses because, as you know, listeners, it's really, really strong. It's like seven percent. Yes. Um. So we had an Elvis juice, and I finished mine relatively quickly. And so you got another one. So I got another one. And then, and then we, we were like, like we're oh, we're going to go. So then I downed an Elvis juice. And that's where I start to get hazy about the night. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot how... Yeah, so Ben then was, was very drunk. I got night. too yeah. drunk. Um, lost his wallet. Did you, oh, hang on. I'm sorry, up sorry. So <laughs> I got really, really drunk. And I got to that point where like I just forgot that I was holding a beer. And so I dropped my beer in this pub, and they were like, are you okay? Like, do you want us to call you a taxi or something? I was like, don't kick me out, don't kick me out, I'll run away, I'll run away. <laughs> so I ran out of this pub, um, and then like I ran up this hill. Oh yeah, because then I had to go and try and find yeah, you. Yeah, and you couldn't find me, so you looked out one, one door. Well, the thing is, I looked up the road that you went up, Yeah. and I saw you, but I didn't know it was you, so I was like, oh, he's not here. Mm. And then I went back out and looked again, and I was like, no, those trousers are green. That's mm. Ben. <laughs> so so you came up and you found me, and I found a dog. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> and I was just, like, in love with this dog. I was like, I love you so much. You are so beautiful. You are pure. I hope that you have a full and long life. I hope that you are appreciated for the qualities of your soul. Um, and then you just ran back towards me. And then I ran back towards <laughs> you. So, long story short, I was too drunk, and so drunk. We, we we actually hadn't really eaten like at all that day. No, yeah, we hadn't eaten anything. So that'd be why. Um, but then we were walking home, and one of the only people that's allowed to tell me this and me react in a positive way <laughs> is Brian when he says, "Ben, you're too drunk." Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, "Oh, our oh, Brian says that I'm too drunk." Oh, that means I'm too drunk. <laughs> and so he was like, Ben, just go into that corner shop and buy some food and then we'll take you home and you'll sober up and you'll feel fine. So I went oh, to... That was the thing. I was just like, you need to eat. That's, yeah. that's the main thing right now. And that's why you were too drunk because you hadn't eaten. Yeah. And that was it. Uh, so I went into this corner shop and uh, I'm in there for a couple of minutes and you guys are waiting outside. And then I come back out with a tin of custard. <laughs> Just a tin. It, it was. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe my eyes. <laughs> I, I genuinely couldn't. You walked. You went into. You were in that shop for like ten minutes, and I thought, oh, he must be really deliberating over what like crisps he's gonna get or something. And you come out with a tin of fucking Devonshire custard. And I'll tell you what. It didn't even have a ring pull, so <laughs> I couldn't get it open. I didn't have a tin opener. <laughs> So oh. I I left that um, corner shop with some custard, but I left it without, <laughs> without your fucking my wallet. wallet. <laughs> oh. So that then led to a stressful week for me, yeah. <laughs> trying to chase up all of my shit. Because the thing as well, because because I like I'd had a fair amount as well, and that's the kind of thing you do. So you like someone's like Ben's lost his wallet, 
because uh, you hadn't told me yourself. Someone said to me, yeah. Benzos is well, and I was like, nah, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like the next day, I was like, oh my god, I feel so bad. Like I should have been like, no, like I was like, I probably book. haven't lost my wallet either. Yeah, so. that was it. I was like, it's gonna be in his bag or in his mm. pocket or something. So yeah, I, th- I, th- what I wanted to get to is like, I paid for a tin of custard with my entire wallet. Yeah. <laughs> And I would not make that trade again, Custard's especially, not worth it. especially since I haven't even eaten that custard. I should get home. <laughs> it's still in the cupboard, and it it looks at me every day. You should be your, I'd say your lucky custard, but it's, it's unlucky not, it's custard. Unlucky Maybe custard. I should like exercise myself by eating the custard. <laughs> Have you, do you watch Friday Night Dinner? No. So for everyone that's never watched Friday Night Dinner, is a wonderful show. It's got Simon from the Inbetweeners in it. No, not Simon. Sorry, Simon Bird the in-betweeners who played Will um, and it's about a uh, Jewish family having Friday night dinner every week and it is fucking hilarious um, it's Channel 4 comedy um, they're on it's, they're showing the fifth series of it at the moment it's like coming out new um, and there was one episode where the dad had a lucky tin of meat <laughs> and it was just an old tin of like tinned beef uh, and it was just stayed in his shed and they were going to throw it out, and he was like, this is perfectly good meat. Uh, and it went out of date in 1996. And he's like, this meat is perfectly good, it's been in the tin. And then he, like, opens the tin and eats some of it. Oh. And then ends up in hospital. <laughs> it's just the lucky tin of meat, it just fucking cracked me up. Um, but yes, that was... Uh, so Ben Ben is gesturing to me with his hands that he really has to pee. <laughs> I just need. He was trying to do it without telling you all, but I could not take. I was go. trying to do it silently. Right. So now I've got to talk on my own. Well, you can pause it if you want. No, it's all right. Well, you'll probably all be relatively ungrateful for the fact that I didn't pause it, <laughs> because I imagine you probably all would prefer that. Um, I feel like today's episode has been off the rails a little bit because we've been very up and down, getting beers out of the freezer. And Ben now going to pee, of which he's probably going to take a while because he had to pee that badly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm i just going to take this moment to thank you all for sticking with us <laughs> and this often train wreck of a podcast. Uh, but we love it and we don't ever want to stop doing it, ever. Um, so we really appreciate it. Tell your friends. <laughs> we, uh, we're trying to sort of think about ways we can expand our listenership. So if... Uh, if you, if you can spread the message, spread the word, that would be great. But um, but as always, we just are very appreciative of all of you listeners that do listen to us every week. Um, because we love doing it. And I suppose if no one was listening, then there wouldn't be an awful lot of point in it. Otherwise, we could just talk without the microphone <laughs> and drink beer. Um, which we do do anyway, to be fair. So... Yeah, so thank you so much for sticking with us and listening. And here he comes. He's coming back. You did it. I thought you were going to be a lot longer, to be honest. I I waffled a little bit, but I didn't have to waffle for too long. <laughs> <laughs> We've still got another beer to go, actually. We do. And we already... That's why I was like, I was looking at my like internal... You know, you have that like HUD... Where it's like <laughs> beer on like peeometer, yeah, and it was it was overloaded. Like in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, when he, when he goes to pee and it's beep, like beep, 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 beep. <laughs> right. In Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, in that scene. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the toilet and it says, like, pee meter. Hang on, I'm good. Bless uh. you. In the name of the Lord, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Uh. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Yeah. 
I, I mean, care. like... I don't care enough. <laughs> repeal the 8th. Yes, that amazing news yeah. out of Ireland. Um, not only did Yes win, Yes won by a large percentage. Yeah. It was very nice to see. Um, now just Northern Ireland need to get on it. Because mm. still uh, doesn't affect Northern Ireland. No. So Because they... They were their own principality. Yeah. So, but no, fantastic news, and it was nice to see some good progressive change for once from a referendum as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it was nice to see that people, and even even in, I was looking at statistics um, of the voting percentages and age groups, mm. and sixty five and over. Um, what would you think? What What would you guess that the percentage of yes votes from people sixty five and over was? Well, probably like 39%, something. It was 40. And ah, actually, look at me, yeah. I studied politics. <laughs> but that, I think that is actually quite amazing, really. Mm. For people in Ireland, where it has been... Yeah, with Catholic you know, roots. Yeah, and... for 40% of people over the age of 65 to vote yes, it's quite, mm. it's quite amazing, I think. So, um, yeah, great, great news on that. I was mm. very, very happy to see it, because even though it doesn't affect me at all, Really, I was like mildly worried about it, mm. but yeah, I saw. I mean, a very interesting point of men shouldn't have been allowed to vote, <laughs> which I t- totally agree with. Um, but what someone said was no uterus, no opinion. <laughs> and when it's about something about like abortion, I feel like that is actually com- completely true. Yeah, but I, I, I think also. I don't know. There's a certain amount of like we all guarantee each other others' rights yeah. to freedom. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, we shouldn't really have a like. I shouldn't have a say on whether or not your life is free. Yeah. But it's sort of. I don't know. Uh, no, I, t- I get it's, your point. Yeah, I get your point. So um, what were you going to say about Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Uh, the pee meter. The pee meter. Oh yeah, he doesn't wash his hands properly. <laughs> that was my point. He he goes to the sink, like sprinkles his hands with water, and then goes like like just brushes the towel on his way out and walks walks out. Are you, do you not think that might be a cinematic device? It, yeah, but it's like that's the thing. It's funny. It, mm. it, they, they, it does it for the comedic effect, but it is really funny because he just like splashes water, wipes his hands, and walks out. Like it's <laughs> he does not wash his hands. I really, really like watching, um, like, getting drunk with friends, watching Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and shouting whenever you see an Easter egg. Mm. You're like, Look at the axe! Look at the axe! Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, there are a lot, there's a lot of symbolism yeah. in, in Scott Tons. Pilgrim. Tons. Edgar Wright is a fucking genius. For many a year, Scott Pilgrim was my favourite film. It's still in my, like, top films. What has time. it been superseded by? Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, which I think actually maybe was always my favourite, but I just hadn't realised it for a long time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I realised that. on a journey of self-discovery. Yeah. But Scott, I mean, Scott Pilgrim is a fantastic film. Absolutely. Um, and will always be one of my favourites. I actually met Edgar Wright once. Did you? Yeah, because it was just after Scott Pilgrim came out on DVD. So I went to see it in the cinema and after coming out of the cinema, I was like, that's like the best film I've ever seen. Mm. Went to see it three more times in the cinema bought the soundtrack straight away like it honestly that film like changed me but um yeah and then uh when it came out on dvd he did a signing uh at the forbidden planet store in london so i went down and got my dvd signed that's really cool yeah 
So I wish I was as enthusiastic about you with films. Like, I'll come out of a film and be like, that was all right. I mean, I, I did. That's kind of like my your favorite biggest film passion ever. in life as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> film and music are my two big things. That's why I go to so many gigs and like, <laughs> it's true, films yeah. me so much. So, um, yeah. But uh, no, I, yeah, I love Edgar Wright. I think he's an incredible director as well. So. And you know, writer as well, like the whole Cornetto trilogy. Mm. I didn't, did you write that? Yep, Brent directed all that. That's so incredible. Edgar Wright did the, the Cornetto trilogy and Scott Pilgrim <laughs> and Baby Driver. If you've seen that, I haven't seen Baby Driver, but it is on my list. It's very good. I've, I've, I've got it. Do I got it? Do I'm, I got it? <laughs> I'm sure I've got it on TV Blu ray. Do I? I do. I must do. You must do. I, I, I do. trust you. Can you. It I, I would to. like to borrow it. Yeah. And also, you just reminded me of things that I've got. <laughs> yeah, also, we'll get onto what we've watched recently as well in a sec. Yeah, well, I did talk a little bit about Atlanta, That's which was true. fantastic. But what I've read recently is I've just finished Why I'm Not Talking to White People About Race. You just finished it? Yeah. Was it good? It was really, really good. So if you want to borrow it... I that, would, yeah. Because it is so, so good. And it's really, really... Because I think that quite often when you get into, like race politics and all of that sort of stuff it's really it it can be quite opaque because there are a lot of words that you don't really know what they're talking about like one of the things that they talk about is white feminism yeah i i mean and so like that's a very loaded term so if you're white incredibly loaded term and a feminist yeah it's like, oh, well, you're talking about me. Whereas it, this book goes through why white feminism isn't feminists who are white, but it's actually this small subsection of feminists who think that feminism doesn't include black people. And so it, it's it's a really, really entry-level, this is what it's all about. This, yeah. is, this is like what you need to know to get started. Mm-hmm. And so I... Because one of my favourite YouTubers is Philosophy Tube, mm-hmm. obviously as a philosophy grad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he is fantastic, and the way that he approaches things is fantastic, and he always cites his sources. Ugh, so one of so he like he gave a review on this um, um, on this book, and he said, and after you've read that, you'll probably want to read this, this, and this. So I'm good. So I've bought all of those books nice. and I'm going to read them. I'm going to be the most knowledgeable person on race relations <laughs> you will ever have fucking seen. The most knowledgeable white person on race relations anyway. Yeah, true, <laughs> because I guarantee you, <laughs> you will never be. Um, right, I need to go grab the other bit. I'm going to rinse my glass. Um, do you want me to do the same for you? Because I've just, if you just look mm. in the bottom of that, like I yeah. can't bring myself to drink that. That's okay, so, so I yeah, I tried to like sip it quickly, and I got myself a lot of sediment. Yeah, it was so very right. very bitter. And, and I more. think that's the problem with sediment, is like, it doesn't really taste the same as the beer. It's often quite bitter, and it like sticks in the back of the throat. So um, actually, shout out to Brian Mujati, who I've given a shout out to before. But Brian Mujati did this thing about. This is where I got the sour beer, uh, the yeast in the air type thing uh, from, is he reviewed this uh, red red ale, red sour ale, and he was talking about how you get rid of sediment. So he had a half pint glass, and then he had a pint glass, and so what he did is he poured the, he had a, like, 
I think it was a litre bottle of this beer, and he poured it out into the pint glass, and then he poured the other bit into a half pint glass, and then the, what was left was sediment, and it's really a really, really easy way to measure out what's going to be sediment and what's not. That's interesting. I only because caught half you, of that. But. Because if you pour, if you like turn it, obviously, on its end, you yeah. can get all the sediment straight away. Whereas if you do, oh, yeah, okay. if you do into the pint glass, into the half pint glass, and then you get like a little beaker or whatever, you just pour that in, you've got basically all of the sediment in there. Oh, nice. I'll send you the video. Okay. Yeah, you've mentioned Brian Majati a lot. So, yeah. Um, He's a fantastic bloke. So, <laughs> this beer is called Beast from the East. Yes. Which I quite like, because yeah. we did suffer from the Beast in the East, didn't we, recently? We did. And so... The reason why I bought that beer is not because it's 11%, but because it's called Beast from the East. Yeah, I like it. So this is 11%. It's a triple IPA. Mm. Um, brewed in collaboration with Flying Couch um, by Siren Craft Brew. It's going to be so Indian. So um, pale and so ale. Here we go. Beast from the East. It was snowing hops when our friends from Flying Couch landed in Finch Hampstead. This beast of a triple IPA hit a blizzard of... E- Econo, Mosaic, Columbus, Simcoe, and Chinook to create juicy, juicy, dank, and fruity notes. Oh. Balanced with some sweetness from the hefty malt backbone. Drink, your, drink fresh. <laughs> get your memes at the ready, lads. Um, there you go. It says, we don't filter our beer, so please pour carefully if you'd prefer any sediment to remain in the bottle. I might pour this one a bit more carefully. Because mm. I've been doing, when I was pouring them before... You would just look at the flick of the wrist, pray like, silence for the crack. <laughs> look at the flick of the wrist. Like, because, oh. you know, when you're talking about... Um, uh, right, so how... Okay. Um, when you were talking before about... Uh, oh, that's a really good colour. Yeah, That yeah. is such a rich colour. Um, about pouring a beer and you pour it with all the head. I'll leave that. Yeah, leave, leave, leave a little bit of sediment. Um, but that's good. We got to about third, third each. Mm. That's what I was pouring it to to the line. Um, hang on, take it on the nose. On the nose, it smells very strong. It does, yeah. I'm Ooh. getting a slight Pampers vibe from it. Are you getting a slight Pampers vibe? You're saying it smells like baby shit. No, I'm saying it smells like a nappy before a baby shit in it. Okay. Um, I'm not getting that to be honest. Although to be fair, I don't know what pampers smell like. <laughs> I've never really been around an unused nappy, so or a used one for that matter. Um, Aren't you? You're, no, your sister's older than you are. Yeah. Okay, right. So, uh, yeah, so that's a, a massive thing from my childhood. It's like nappies being all over the fucking place. Right, okay. Because, yeah, you have a younger sister, I guess. Mm. But she's not that much younger than you. Like, do you... She's three years younger than I am. So, like, you're oh, conscious yeah. when you're three. I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> um, but hang on, let's give this a give this a taste. That is nice. That is powerful. Fuck, you can taste how strong <laughs> that is, though. Jesus. Oh. Oh, he's got a kick to it. That is a strong beer. That is a strong beer. But I love it. Like, it's weird what I was saying. That mango one I was talking about, there was like 5%. Mm. Couldn't drink a pint of that. This is 11. And I think I could drink a pint of this. Mm. I wouldn't, because I think that's probably I would have to have a lay down. <laughs> yeah. But, 
This is very nice. I do like this a lot. Mm. So, what have you been watching other than Atlanta? So, it was the finale of Riverdale. Oh, uh, yes. And so, shout out to my friend Ryan. I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> oh, right, yes. <laughs> because yeah, he, he, he mentions, yeah, he mentions to me the other day, it was like, you said Riverdale, and I was like, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> there will be no spoilers, but I like Riverdale. Riverdale doesn't respect its audience enough. <laughs> and I, I understand, and I get a, they, they do a lot of things that make me laugh in the same way that if you disrespected me, it would make me laugh. <laughs> but if I didn't like Riverdale as much, I'd be like, this is horrible. This is such a horrible thing to do to your audience. Right, okay. I get that. So, um, just don't let Riverdale toy with your emotions too much, lads, because <sighs> Riverdale's a fuckboy. <laughs> so I have made the executive decision <laughs> that I am going to... It's not even an executive decision, really. It's just a decision. I mean, if it's... Yeah, an executive decision just means that you have... Decision-making powers. Yeah. Uh, and I do, because it's about my own life. <laughs> Your own autonomy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to watch the uh, Casa de Papel. Casa de Papel! Yeah, I, like, I just keep hearing loads of good things it's about it. It's so good. It's just, the, the name Money Heist really does make it sound less it's good. It's so bad. Yeah. I mean, like, I know that I've made this rant before, and I'm not going to make it again, but I just want you to know that I got really, really angry, even when you said that name. <laughs> so, yeah, I've never watched it. I don't really know anything about it, but that's kind of what I like. I mean, other than what you've said, you've said mm. an awful lot about it before, but I, and I so I will, uh, I'll go in fresh. It's but really good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I watched an episode of a show called Marvelous Mrs. Mavel, um, or, which is an Amazon original, um, which... Uh, do, you have my... Ama- do, you, do you have... Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, because I used to get the student one, which was cheaper. Mm. I think this year I didn't, which actually cost me a lot. But <laughs> Yeah, actually, what, one good thing about me losing my wallet is Amazon Prime emailed me to say, like, oh, we can't charge your uh, card anymore. I was like, didn't realise I had that. <laughs> <laughs> no more. <laughs> glad, glad that that's cancelled. Um, but it's that, some of the Amazon originals are fantastic. Um, but it's really good. I only watched the first episode so far, but I think I am going to watch more of it. Um, my girlfriend kept pestering me to watch it she was like i think you'll like it and i was like what so what's what's it what's the premise so it's i totally thought it was about a woman that's gonna become a singer and it's definitely not that so it's set in the 50s in new york and she's like a wife to this guy and he wants to be a comedian and he keeps do you know the gaslight cafe have you heard of that no so in greenwich village in new york in like the 50s and 60s the gaslight cafe was like the breeding ground for some of like the biggest names, like comedians and like Bob Dylan and like a lot of folk music and like mm. you know all these amazing artists. Inside in the have you seen Inside Lewin Davis? Nope. Okay, okay. So you need to watch that as well first <laughs> off because that's a fucking incredible film. That's, that's in my top five, I'd say probably. Maybe. No, I remember you talking about it on the podcast. Actually. Yeah, um, but that that features a Gaslight Cafe a lot and stuff. Right. Uh, and. Yeah, and you know this woman's husband goes and he tries to just stand up every week or whatever, and uh, and things happen and her life changes drastically, 
and then she does some stand up and it's fucking incredible like and it's just off the beat kind of thing mm. and i've only seen that i've only seen the first episode um but i think that so it goes on to her becoming a successful comedian i think mm. which is not where i expected it to go at all so it's called the marvelous mrs mavel yeah and it's on amazon prime yeah so i might have to find a very legitimate streaming mm-hmm. website such as Amazon Prime. Such as Amazon <laughs> Prime. That I am definitely still paying for. Yeah. Even though I lost my card. Mm. <laughs> yes. But that no, that was good. Um but the highlight for me. Highlight. The absolute highlight has been arrested development. I spoke about it on the last podcast. Um they re released season four. Uh, like I did a new cut of it. I see the facial expression you're making. Because you're aware of the controversy surrounding Arrested Development currently. And I will get onto that. <laughs> but also, we're running out of time. It's already one thirty-five. Yeah, we are running um, out of time. So maybe I won't get onto that. But maybe do your own research into the controversy surrounding Jeffrey Tambor and Arrested Development right now. But um, Yeah, the interview made me very uncomfortable. Even yeah. though I don't watch Arrested Development, but the interview made me uncomfortable. It was un- it was very unfortunate, I think. And I think uh, all the other cast members are like, oh, we, we fucked up. We shouldn't have. Like like Jason Bateman. So basically, all right. So basically, we just have to give you a quick rundown. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor was on a show called Transparent in uh, on which was an Amazon original, and he got kicked. Well, he left that before he got kicked off it, essentially, um, because there was a couple of like sexual mis sexual harassment claims mm. against him on the show. Uh, and uh, in an interview recently promoting the new series of Arrested Development, because he's in Arrested Development, uh, he. So in an interview recently, Jessica Walter, who plays his wife in the show, was saying that uh, in the past, like he treated her awfully on set, not mm. in any kind of sexual way, but he. She said she's never been like shouted at on set by anyone, like she had been at him and stuff like that, and it really affected her. And but that she needs, she feels like she has to let it go and like move on because he's not because like, he hasn't been like that anymore, and like. And she, and she said this in like he was in, in the interview. front of him yeah. yeah he was sat next to her in the fucking interview but all the cast uh, a lot of the other cast members were a little too because i think they've been because they have been very supportive of jeffrey tambor through it uh and i think they were still very much in that mindset and were very too quick to jump to his defense in that situation because even jessica walters was like kind of saying you know it was horrible before but I've got to let it go and move on and that's okay now you know but it didn't come across well mm. um and J- Jason Bateman said that and like he tweeted about it afterwards he was like I've listened back to it and I'm just so sorry to Jessica Water because like I was too quick to just jump to his defense when I really shouldn't have been because um, I was going to go to comic-con yesterday in London because uh, there was going to be a Arrested Development panel. Mm. Because the new series comes out tomorrow! Uh... And they cancelled the visit because of all the controversy. Yeah. So, it saved me 20 quid. <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, I was going to get to see Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Michael Cera, Alia Shawkat, Jessica Walters, and uh, Tony Hale all in the flesh. But so I won't Michael, get to anymore. <laughs> Michael Cera wasn't in that interview, was he? No, he wasn't. I was going to say, like, at least he's still pure. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, he wasn't in that. Um, but yeah, it's a shame. But 
the new series is still going to be fantastic because Arrested Development is one of the best fucking shows around, I'm telling mm. you. Um, and the new series, the, the remixed series four was phenomenal. I finished it a couple of nights ago because I was trying to watch it not too quickly so that it sort of kept me going until the new series came out, which comes out tomorrow. Uh, and they, they, the way they redid series four was fantastic. And just watch Arrested Development if you haven't watched it already. You've not, have you? Go fucking no, watch Arrested Development, it's please. So, it's like just... I get this with It's Always Sunny sometimes as well. It's so much know. frustration porn. Uh, yeah, like, I get that. But that's the beauty of It's Always Sunny, first off. Like, I, I, like, I, but sometimes... Well, actually, the thing is, the only time that I have to watch Netflix is when I'm really hungover and quite anxious. Right. I'm like, oh my god, what would I do in this situation? Oh my god, they've just made it worse. Oh my god. <laughs> so I think that actually I need to watch it not hungover. Yeah, because Arrested Development is fantastic and mm. one of the, one of the best shows around. Like the writing is some of the it's the best sitcom writing ever. Full stop. Like I will defend that <laughs> because it's so. Not only is it hilarious, but it's so clever. Mm. Um, and the way they just come back to things over and over, and they, that you, they've not come back to. In a, it was something that happened at, like two seasons ago, and then all of a sudden they just make one reference to it, and you're like, ha! Like, just like <laughs> straight away. And it's uh, it, yeah, it's fantastic. So, but yeah, season five of Arrested Development comes out tomorrow, Monday, May twenty ninth, twenty eighth, isn't it? Tomorrow, it's twenty seventh today, isn't it? Yeah, it's the 27th. Yeah, 28th, so it comes out tomorrow. Um, oh, maybe it, maybe it doesn't come out till Tuesday. That's going to hurt me if it doesn't, because I'm sure it said 29th, but at the same and time... And it's a bank holiday tomorrow. Yeah, it's an American show. means that we have a day off. It does. does for, really for our across-the-pond listeners. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so watch the rest of the development. <laughs> That's been my highlight recently. I've just been watching that, like, non-stop. Oh, and This Country as well. This Country... I yeah. haven't even. Sorry, I, I got excited about my show, but carry on. Sorry, I've never got onto this. So I, since the last podcast, I've watched all of this country on BBC iPlayer, and it is amazing, and it's so inspiring to me as well. So this country won best scripted comedy at the, at the TV Baftas a couple of weeks ago. Um, I love this story. Daisy May Cooper story. and Charlie Cooper are the two main stars in the show. Are they brother and sister? I believe so. They're definitely family. They're definitely related, um, and they play cousins in the show. Right. Um, and like they yeah so and they wrote the show and they're the two main stars in it and um yeah daisy may cooper at the baftas was saying like a couple of years ago i was sat watching the baftas at home and i was kind of like i want to be there in a couple of years or whatever and she just fucking won a bafta and not only that in the show her character always wears football shirts and never wears anything else always football shirts and Swindon football shirts specifically, mm. and so at the Swindon Baftas, Town. yeah, she turned up in a uh, she had a Swindon Town football shirt dress, and it was it was amazing. Um, but this country is a fantastic mockumentary about young people living in rural England. I'm thinking their street essentially. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, and it's honestly it, it's hilarious and it's heartwarming and. It's sad at times, and the end of season two is deep. Like this, it finished, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like I, I was not expecting to have some kind of like deep, meaningful ending to it. Mm. But it really left it on a cliffhanger, and was it, I, I was emotional. Mm. <laughs> so it's uh, 
it is fantastic comedy. It's a yeah BBC Three, I think. So it's only ever gonna have ever been online, but it's on BBC iPlayer. Um, go watch it now because <laughs> it is amazing. I watched it all really quickly. It was switching between that and Arrested Development for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so th- what I've watched is um, <laughs> this is what I watch when I'm hungover and anxious is true crime series. Oh, so I'm I, not big on them. I watched Evil Genius. I do want to watch that though. <laughs> which is not a good thing to watch when you're really, really anxious. I can imagine, Jesus. Because it's like, imagine if someone did this to me. Yeah. So the premise of the documentary or true crime, whatever it is, is there was this guy who went into a bank with a bomb strapped around his neck and was like, give me all this money. And then he takes the money and then the police arrive mm. and he's like got this like page of notes of like you have to do this to get a key to do this to get another key to do this and he's got to do all these tasks and the police arrive and they get him on his knees and they're like just stay there just stay there just stay there and the bomb goes off fuck is that spoilers or no like that that's in the trailer oh, okay and so it's like well why did he do it was yeah. there an accomplice like did someone make him do it did yeah. And off, like even talking about it now, I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's so powerful. And I know what I think happened. Um, Have you watched it all? Yeah, I've watched it all. Um, But it's it's so it's an incredible documentary, true crime. Okay, I might have to watch because I'm not big on true crime stuff. Like when people are like, I love stuff about serial killers. I'm like, okay. You're All a serial right. killer. <laughs> or you're trying to be really edgy. Like, I don't know, like, I remember people being very much like that at school, and I was like, just... Uh. Well, I, I think but, that, that that's what American Vandal was about. Well, exactly, yeah, that's yeah. it, isn't it? And American Vandal really, really parodied that, like... Making a murderer. Yeah, parodied making a murderer, but parodied the sense of, like, and then this happened, yeah. and it changed everything. Everything. Everything, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I might get that watch. Um, but yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah. Trigger, trigger warning: in the first episode, you see a man die. Jesus, like which the real footage of it. Yeah, you see the Shit. real footage of the guy die, and like I wasn't, I was like, oh yeah, like they're gonna cut away. They don't cut away, Shit. and it's really, it's shocking and it's powerful and mm. it's emotional. So if you don't want to see that. I think it's like 30 minutes in. Just bear in mind. Yeah, just yeah. bear in mind that that's going to happen and like skip ahead or maybe don't watch it if... Yeah, if that's going to affect you. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, that's a really good point to, mm. to say that. Um, but yeah, I think on that note, <laughs> we should uh, we should probably try and, and wrap this up because we've been going for an hour and 45. Yeah, but it, we hadn't recorded in three weeks. No, this so. is, yeah, it, it's been catching up. Mm. We, we had catching up to do but as always thank you so much for listening to our podcast yeah we are incredibly grateful we hope you enjoyed us waffling on about shit <laughs> as <laughs> usual um, Ben still hasn't made those business cards that he promised five weeks ago but I have designed them <laughs> I forgot to show you the design but I have designed them I'm excited to see them mm. yeah we need to get that done we do because I really just done want to be a smug little prick and just that's, be like there you go <laughs> we, we, met, we met this uh, person on the train 
Yeah. <laughs> like two days ago. Yeah. And that would have been a perfect time to give him a business card and say, listen to our podcast. Yeah. Because I, I, the thing that I love about us being drunk together is we've formed such a double act. We, oh, we, like, We're such we, a double we act. We really bounce off each other quite well. We really, really do. So like, Someone said that to me recently and I was very, it was very um, yeah, I really, nice thing to hear. Yeah, I, and that, that person also said to me, I can always tell when you're around because I can smell you. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> because I, I have this specific aftershave. Okay, I get And that. she was like, oh, like, no one else has that aftershave. I was like, yeah, that's why I spent 150 quid on this fucking aftershave. Yeah, she spent 150 quid on aftershave. Yeah, it smells really nice, though. Jesus. I, see, the only aftershave I ever use is one that I got as gifts, so I never <laughs> actually spend any money on aftershave. It's, um, if you want to see what I smell like, it's... <laughs> smell how- what you smell like. <laughs> it's Halfetti Penhaligans or pa- Penhaligans Halfetti yeah. which is so rich it's so spicy yeah. I love it are you wearing it now? I am wearing it now yeah. oh that is you yeah, yeah oh that, is, that is you yeah, yeah yeah that does not yeah okay <laughs> it smells good ladies and maybe gents <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure that one out yeah but we will be back in two weeks time we promise. We hope. <laughs> um, like I say, Ben is uh, the busiest. I'm a busy boy, and it's causing us a lot. Of me- it's causing me a lot of problems, and maybe you, if you actually yeah. care about listening to this podcast. Sorry, John. <laughs> but we will. Yeah, we'll be back soon. Mm, so yeah, as always, follow us on social media. Alternative twats with a fool for the yeah. last A. Yeah, it's not that hard. It really isn't. We make it sound more complicated than it is. Yeah. It's not hard. Um, but um, yes, we'll, we'll yeah. hear. We'll, well, you'll hear from us soon. It's, yeah, we just appreciate you a lot. And write in and tell us all of your thoughts. All of your thoughts. <laughs> Give me all of your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah. But get in touch with us. We love hearing from people. Um, big shout out to George Abercrombie, uh, who's been massive supporter of our podcast recently. And Mariam. Yep, and her. Uh, she was the one who told me about the Arrested Development thing. So. Oh, okay. All oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and big shout out to to Liam and Will and everyone that listens to the podcast. And we'll, we'll and do... Aaron from the beer shop for making us slur as much as we Huge are. Huge shout out to Aaron from the beer shop. Yes, and to Bexar County Brewery oh, for yeah, giving Bexar. me some banging beers. On and Tuesday. all yeah, all of the breweries at Cambridge Beer Festival and Cambridge Beer Festival as yeah. well, just in general. Just in general. <sighs> And you'll yeah we'll 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 be back in two weeks. We will be back. We promise. That's a big promise from you. Because <laughs> you're the busy one. As long as you don't have a gig on a Thursday night, we'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think I do. We'll be alright. Well, on that note. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I love you. Oh, I forgot about that. I forget every time. <laughs>